Amen. Thank you. In Isaiah chapter 6, it's a really neat passage. You have Isaiah sitting there and he's about to get a word from the Lord. And I want you to know that just because we stop the music and we stop praying and we stop praising, that God hasn't stopped moving. Amen. Glory to God. He's about to move still. He's about to move still. Y'all still standing over here. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. You can, I'm, I'm telling you, the joy of the Lord may hit somebody. The healing of God may hit somebody just while we're wrapping up here. The love of God may hit somebody and that's okay. You get feet under you, all of a sudden you feel like running, you're not going to scare me. I'll cheer you on. I'll whoop whoop you. All right. Glory to God. God is good. If the Lord moved on you just then in the last few minutes, in the last hour or so, will you raise your hand? Amen. That's, that's pretty good percentage. We have, I would say that's a successful day already. Amen. Glory to God. God wants to touch his people. In, in 1 John chapter 1, one of the things that it says in verse 1 through 4 is that 1 John talks about it over and over and over again. You're welcome to be seated. Just be led. He talks about this. He says, I wish, <laughs> I understand. You're welcome to stand and be, be led. Amen. He talks about in 1 John these things we have experienced, we have felt, we have seen, we have heard. He says that over and over and over and over and over again. And then he says, I'm telling you these things because I want you to have fellowship with us. In other words, I want you to be a participant of what God is doing. God is not a God that just wants to be talked about. It's all about fellowship. It's about intimacy with Him. It's about experiencing Him and Him reaching down and touching His people. This is where religion misses it. Religion misses it because we get together and talk about God instead of actually moving into a relationship with Him, moving into a fellowship with Him, moving into something that's very real. Lots of times I can tell you, I personally have gone to church many times and walked out and was not touched by God. Now, a lot of it has to do with the individual. If you walk in and you're going, I'm, I'm going to hear from the Lord today, you will hear from the Lord. But then there's also atmospheres that can be set up. There's um, in Ephesians, it talks about an administration suitable in uh, Ephesians chapter 1. In other words, a church body can set up an administration or an atmosphere or an environment where the Holy Spirit is welcome and not grieved. And he can set it up where God can reach in and touch the lives of people. They, they can be more on fire. And that's what you're experiencing this morning. Maybe you brought an expectation as you walked in. Maybe you didn't bring any. Uh, maybe you're just like, what in the world's going over, on over there? I'm not sure. But all of a sudden, <laughs> I just heard stuff. I wanted to check it out. <laughs> they, uh, that's all right. But yet, most times people don't have where the majority of people are touched by the power of God and their lives are not changed and they're not lifted up and strengthened either. Our goal as a church has been to be a place where people could come and meet God and could take them home with them. Yeah. 
right? They could walk with him everywhere. They would meet him and become intimate with him and have fellowship with him so that they could experience the same things like John was talking about in 1 John, that it would become real. And not only that, but then when he becomes real with you, you have a really hard time of not giving that to somebody else. You know, anybody ever, ever been, you know, in a place where you're dating somebody and you thought they were the one, right? Nicole and I were joking the other day because we knew a couple of people and it's like always every six months, this is the one, this is the one. We're like, we should introduce those two because they, they, maybe they'll find the one with each other for the fourth. Like, does one mean the first one or does it mean like the third or fourth one? I'm not sure. I'm messing, aren't I? And the next one, yes, okay. But isn't it funny when we get into a relationship like that? Who knows about that relationship? When we find what we think at least is the one, who knows about that? Everybody. Everybody. Why do they know about it? Because it's become real to you. That's how God wants to be in our lives. So real that it burns us with this fire. Where you can't help but tell people about the goodness of God and the love of God. Where you're walking with him and it just comes out of you. This is why Jesus, when they said, you know, Jesus preached some of the things that I think that they had been preached. But he preached it in a different way because he had an intimacy with the Father. And when he preached, he said, how does he have this authority? And what they're saying is, how is this so real to him? How does he speak? And he knows it. He believes it because he had a fellowship. It was real to him. He walked around in a real fellowship. A real relationship with the Father. And that real relationship with the Father has a way of letting everybody around you know about it. A way of letting everybody around you f- touch it and feel it and walk in those things. Where we can't help but pick up the fire of God that's on others. We can't help but start to let some of the character and nature of God go because it fills us and overflows us it fills us and overflows that's the design psalms 23 my cup overflows i've come that you might have life and have it to the full the real in the original language it says it like this Till to the full, till it overflows. This is the design of God. This is the design of His evangelism. Is to be in such a relationship with us individually and as a group that we can't help but for it to overflow. That's a part of what is established here this morning. There was such an overflow because of a design to create an environment and administration suitable to the glory of God that it starts to overflow whether people feel like it or not I can't help but I feel the love of God I don't know what's going on it looks weird it looks strange to me but yet God's here that's the design of God he's about to do something in your life he's about to move in your life you're about to break free in Jesus name the world's about to see in your life that your is different. That your report is going to be different from the world. You're not going to walk normal anymore. That's you I'm talking about. 
Is it because you're special? You are special in the heart of God. He loves you with an everlasting love. It is because you're special to him. But it's also because you decide just to be that special person. I mean, I could have I brought all kinds of stuff to Nicole and, and, and I would have felt like I was special. But if she didn't receive the special from me, then that would have been a short you know, engagement. A short relationship. There's a giving and receiving on both sides of any fellowship. And when we start to see that I am, you are, we are special in the heart of God. Lord, is that right? Is that real? Yes. Why do you think the devil works so hard to tell you how bad you are, to condemn you, to get in your head and remind you of how many times you've messed up? Because if he can get in your head and remind you of how many times you've messed up, then your conscience will be affected. Your conscience will say, I can't be special to God because I've messed up too much. I've done too much wrong. And God says, I don't care about the too much wrong. I saw the too much wrong before I ever came to earth. And I came anyway. Jesus said, I left heaven. I left the throne and I came to you anyway. He saw your mess. He saw your worst. Romans chapter 5 says that Jesus came in verse 6, 8, and 10. It says Jesus came when we were sinners, when we were helpless, and even when we were enemies of God. That's when Jesus made the decision to come after us. When we were enemies, we couldn't help ourselves. He could have just left. How many people would see an enemy in this earth and they would say, look, they're helpless. They're about to die. They're going to pass away on their own. How many people would look at that enemy and say, oh, let me go help them. Here's a helpless enemy. And Jesus said, let me go make them whole and make them mine. He was talking about us. He was talking about you. And whether you know him or not, he was talking about you. He said, you're worthy of my love. You're worthy of my life. You're worthy of my life. Isaiah chapter 6. In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted. With the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two, he covered his face, and with two, he covered his feet, and with two, he flew. And one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Father, you are holy. You are holy, Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The earth is full of your glory. Lord, let us see that glory. Let us walk in that glory. Let us, let us experience that glory. If it's full of it, and your will is for us to walk in it on earth 
as it is in heaven, then in the name of Jesus, may we walk in it. By the name of Jesus. At that moment, the foundations of the building, of the thresholds, trembled at the voice of him who called out. out. While the temple was filling with smoke. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Isaiah quickly realized he was out of place. He was not fit for this environment. Isaiah quickly realized that his holiness was not going to match up to what was about to happen. That his way of doing things didn't, it wasn't good enough. Jesus makes us this promise. When we receive him, he says, and he tells us that he will give us and does give us his holiness. Isaiah said, then I said, woe is me, for I am ruined. Because I'm a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Can you imagine this environment? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I still got mess. I still got sin. I still got stuff that's not going right. Before we go any further, Lord, I'm not right. I'm not, I'm not right. I'm not right. I love the fact here that he recognizes that he's not right in his own self, but he also recognizes that he hangs out in the people that aren't right either. Who you hang out with makes a difference. Do I hang out with the people who create an atmosphere for God to come in or do I hang out with people who definitely push the atmosphere of God away? Regardless, if you'll just have a heart change towards Him, in an instant, 
The same thing that happened to Isaiah can happen to you, but even better through Jesus Christ because he can give you, he can make you the righteousness of God in him. He can give you of his holiness. And he says, then you see right now, no matter where you're at or how you feel, I'm not ready for this presence. I'm not ready for him. All it takes is a simple heart change. And then all of a sudden, the holiness of God can do things. He can fix you. He can prepare you. He knows how to prepare a bride. He knows how to prepare a bride. And he says, then right then, one of the seraphim, one of the angels flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs. And he touched my mouth with it and said, behold, this has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away and your sin is forgiven. Right now, if you've got stuff in your life and you're saying, Lord, Lord, I'm not fit to come into your presence. I know it. I'm, I'm not worthy of being around you. The Lord says, that's okay. He says, you don't need to stay there, but I can help you move from one place to the other. I can make you right. I can make you whole. Father, may the fire of God purge those weaknesses in each person here in this message right now. May the fire of God purge it. May it start to burn it out now, Lord. Lord, show your holiness. Lord, bring those things up right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. 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 Let all of us just say this. Just say, Father. Right now. We're a people that have been of unclean lips. And we've hung around people full of a sin nature with their own unclean lips. Father, you're not a respecter of persons. We ask right now, cleanse us, wash me, Cleanse me. Cleanse me. Give me, your Give me your righteousness. And make me holy. And make me holy. Jesus. Jesus. Wash, me. wash me. Let your fire. Let your fire. Burn, the sin out. burn the sin out. Let your fire. Let your fire. Purge, me. Purge me. Purify me. Purify me. Father right now. We believe, we believe that Jesus died for us, that, Jesus died for us, that he took that sin upon us, and by his blood and by his body, he took my place. He took every bit of sin, every bit of uncleanness on himself. And I believe that he died for me. And that you brought him back to life. And that you brought him back to life. 
for me. And when you raised him up, you raised me up. And according to your word, you seated me in heavenly places with Jesus. Thank you, Father. And right now, Jesus, you are my Lord, my Savior. You're the director of my life. You make the call, and I will be obedient. From this day forward. From this day forward. Father, Father, thank you for purging me. And purifying me. Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Baptize me with the Holy Ghost. And baptize me with your fire. To purify me. And allow me to walk in your presence. We've been talking about the fire of God. And one of the biggest parts of the fire of God is so that it can purge us and purify us so that we can stay in his presence. Where sin doesn't have a place, but we can start to walk with him. And not only that, but the fire of God will engulf us and we start to become his ministers, the flames of fire that God called us to be. We start to become the ones that carry the fire. We start to become the ones who, who the, God's glory gets on and it goes with us into our workplace and it goes with us to our home and it goes with us to the family reunion and yes, even gets on that aunt that you don't want to talk to there. But the fire of God and the glory of God starts to do what it's called to do. Lord, let your fire have its way with us. Because the next thing he tells Isaiah after he was made clean is, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, Here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. Will you take your heart into that place where you let the fire of God do what the fire of God does? Purge you and purify you and, and prepare you to be sent. Prepare you to share the gospel at Walmart, to share the good news with your church family, to share the good news with your, in your home and in your family, to have the glory of God overflowing out of you to the place where you just walk by and just like prayer happened this morning, the shadow, you come close to somebody and God's glory, the presence of God starts to overflow. They can feel the love of God coming off of you and they start to ask you, why do you have this? Why are you different? 
He's calling every one of us right now to be His flame of fire going throughout the earth. The fire of God is not just for us to be around Him and be close to Him, but to become a carrier of the heat of the manifestation of God. Where when we pray, it's not just empty prayers that fall dead to the floor, but our prayers touch the heart of God and God moves in power on this earth. He is holy, 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 holy is the Lord of hosts. The earth is full of his glory. The Lord is simply asking, will you be the one who will touch my glory? If it's full of his glory, will you be the one that will dip into his glory and overflow? Will you be one of the ones? There will be people, but will you be one of the ones that say, Lord, purify me. I want to be used by you. I want to be, I want to take what you have and I want to disperse it on behalf of Jesus. I want to take your love and I want to give it out. But you can't do that effectively or like the plan of God or in the ways of God without allowing yourself to be purified by the fire of God. In the name of Jesus, if that's you and you are ready to be used by God, come up now for the fire of God. Come up now. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Fire of God, be. Fire of God, be. Fire of God, be. In Jesus' name, glory to God.